Don't worry. The first 45 minutes will be about the fly. This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to a special bonus episode where we're going to recap the VP debate. Uh, and Corey already's done that. So good night, everybody. <laughs> That's it. That's all, all of the substantial stuff that was done tonight. Well, I just it was such a low bar. Uh, are they going to shout and talk over each other? No. Okay. Well, that's a debate then. Good enough. Thank you. Pence is just going to continue rambling on until the point that's like nine and a half sentences later. Like they both did. You know, uh, uh, I think what disappointed me most about this debate is just that neither one of them uh, would answer any question. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like this is the opportunity for so many people who are watching these debates to finally get answers to questions that get avoided most of the time because somebody is there to hold them to account. And uh, neither side here really had any interest in answering straightforward questions like it started off right away when uh, the subject of the age of each candidate was brought up and saying, like, have you had a conversation with with the uh, the candidate about it, uh, and uh, Pence went first, and he spent the majority of his time talking about something that was discussed in a previous question. Yeah, and then Kamala went, and then she just started talking about her record and how proud she was to be vice president or to be nominated as vice president. And it's like, I don't know, like it. Uh, I feel like Kamala was playing a uh, like a a. Uh, a three deep safety setup, like a like a no deep pass setup. Like she Don't wasn't gonna let screw it up. Yeah, it was no doubles defense. It was all, it was like uh, keep it in front of you. Don't don't let Pence get any like big haymaker shots, and he didn't. Like, uh, but at the same time, it it just felt like Kamala was like, you know, not lying necessarily, but also not not more not as interested in the truth as Pence was. You know, like both of them were so like, uh whatever about every question that came their way whether or not they were going to answer it so well i mean i think for pence it was like all right so donald covered none of the actual politics of it so i need to actually get to the politics of things so i'm going to ignore the questions i have 20 they had 20 questions i think right it was uh 10 minute segments 90 minutes so no oh no nine so nine topics it's like all right i'm gonna ignore the nine questions i'm gonna go over these nine things that's what i gotta cover because donald covered none of it and then kamala was in the position of being like well either i actually answer the question or i have to respond to what he's talking about which isn't the question so i guess i'm just gonna you know respond instead so i you know for pence though i think the problem is that he had an opportunity to sort of be the rational Republican in the room to, yeah. to make it seem like he was the normal everyday Joe blow who is a Republican somewhere in this country. Uh, and having to defend Trump's record makes that difficult to do. But I think he, he sort of did the best he possibly could given the circumstances of trying to seem like a normal everyday Republican. And they got Rick Santorum up defending Republicans on CNN right now. So, yeah, I, I saw him. I, the earlier, well's not deep. Yeah, I heard I saw him earlier basically saying, like, you know, like, well, I think he did a you know masterful job. And like we our our relationship in the world is so much better now than it was before. And I'm just like, God, Rick, you got you got to fucking chill on it. But, you know, it, honestly, uh, I was watching it and and I've never noticed it as much, I guess, as I did tonight. But Pence was basically, I, it feels like he had 
uh, in debates of the past, you would work on certain lines. Like at some point, this is going to come up and we're going to slam them with this line, like a, a yeah. workshopped bit. And it felt like everything Pence said was a workshop bit. But he yeah. had like 40 yeah. of them in his in his uh, in his quiver. And at any point, if the question seemed anywhere like it was relevant to what was being said, he was just going to say the pre-prepared bit. Get to scoop it in there. I'm going to get it in if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think if you think about it in terms of how, this, this is what it was, was different to me about this debate, is I've never thought about it so much as this is just being played to Fox News people. Like yeah. when they're going to recap the debate, they're going to largely just show Mike Pence's answer. They're not going to show the question that came before. So you get to see just the answer. And then they'll just cut the worst parts of whatever Kamala said and say, like, you know, like, is this the person we want in charge of if Biden dies and he's 77 and like coronavirus and like just completely ignoring the fact that Trump had covid as of this weekend. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a, a, a incredibly amazing turn of events that we have uh, uh, that we are in this situation where it, it doesn't seem like it's important for for Pence to 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 try and win back votes and that's that's really at the heart of the issue I think right now which is Biden is ahead you know like even by Rasm a lot well Rasmussen who's usually like all Trump all the time had him at 12 points up on Trump mm. so even if you think that as a Democrat you probably need to carry six percent just to be able to overcome an electoral college disadvantage yeah, that would be the historically you need at least three to four percent just to beat the Electoral College. So. Right. But I mean, like, you know, even Hillary, you you would think that six is now sort of like the uh, number you're yeah. shooting for at the very least. But Biden has double that. So Biden is at plus 12 if we're going off just that Rasmussen poll, which is already pretty favorable to Trump. Mm. Uh, and you have to think you've got to pick off some of these people. You got to you got to bring them back to the fold because some people have left trump to go to biden now what can you do to bring some of these people back and make them think that it's going to be a regular republican administration and i think that pence was doing what he could to sound like you know whoever on fox news they trust and make it sound like it's uh it's a normal everyday presidency when clearly it's not well i think they also it, he did too much of trying to be trump at the same time the like I'm going to go bang down this door, even though I know and you know that it's not true. Like the Green New Deal, the Green New Deal. The Green, and like how many times did Biden say last week? Like, no, not the Green New Deal. By my mind, Green Deal, where I'm going to take some bits of that, the bones of it, and we're going to build something better around it. Something yeah. more centrist and conservative. Um, and, and it's just like I, I think Kamala, to her credit, didn't even address that. It was just like, no, it, it's not the Green New Deal. It's Biden's New Deal. Uh yeah, it's not the the Green New Deal, it's Biden's Green Deal or whatever yeah. the little thing is. And and just like, now I'm going to move on because we don't need to bang this drum anymore. I'm just going to make sure I hit that and that's all. But again, not answering the question. That question was probably about healthcare and somehow they ended up on the Green New Deal. And I, I got to ask you as a Republican, as a former, a recovering Republican, <laughs> if you will, what, what it... Like, I remember you being very John, very pro John Kerry, at least at the beginning, before the whole Alaskan governor, governor incident. Um, what what is happening McCain? to that party? Wait, yes. What did I say? McCary. 
Oh yeah, Kerry was uh, before that, right? No, yeah, Kerry I, is a I, Democrat. Man, yeah, I, I I liked McCain, McCain. when he was running, uh, and you know it, it's not that I disliked Obama. It's just that I I was following the election. I was gonna let it take me where it took me. <laughs> when once McCain put Palin in there, and it was clear that Palin was not ready, then that yeah, you know, crystallized my vote. I wasn't gonna be able to vote for John McCain, just out of the off chance that. This woman ended up in the White House somehow. Yeah, and like, this debate is one of those strong points where people would just be like, "Oh no, she should not be one heartbeat. She should not be one seventy-year-old man's heartbeat away from the presidency." Yeah, and I mean, like to that point, I feel like if she would have just answered questions truthfully and not evaded as much as Pence did, then the conversation yeah. right now would be like she took tough questions and she answered them. Pence avoided all the questions. Uh, you know, it would, it would, it would further the idea that uh even if something awful were to happen to biden if he was elected president that you have somebody who is truthful and honest and will answer questions and will be you know like because you know you got to think about this also in terms of the situation in which we would possibly lose a president now i'm you know obviously i'm not i'm speaking in hypotheticals here but i mean like you know presidents have been assassinated presidents have died of illness uh you know presidents have died of old age 70-year-old guys during a pandemic. Oh, I know, One but of them has it. But I'm saying like think about like part of the part of the thing about like LBG LBJ being vice president was that mm-hmm. he was a strong moral leader who uh was more trusted than Kennedy and they uh going in at the very least and having him be the next in line once mm-hmm. Kennedy was assassinated was a calming influence on the nation, you know, like it. Well, yeah, it I, the CIA said when we kill this guy, we know <laughs> that there's a really strong leader right there behind him. It's yeah, I, 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 I just, uh, I, I think that that uh, Kamala didn't do what I would hope she would do, which is make it seem like uh, she is going to be something different than what we're getting from sort of the general Democratic line, and for all the times that. You know, Trump or Pence talk about like, you know, this radical liberal <laughs> expansion that's coming. He he mentioned AOC by name like three times, I think, during the debate. Right. Banging the drum. Yeah. Uh, one's calling her a senator for whatever reason, <laughs> saying you co-sponsored this bill in the Senate with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure yeah, she's a no, congresswoman a, from New York. Yeah. But, you know, well, yeah. whatever. We can let those little flubs go every once in a while. Um, but like, it, you know, it, it was constantly about you know, trying to paint Kamala and Joe as these like far left, you know, communists basically. And that's just not anywhere close to where either one of them is. Like, it's just the thing though, is that that Kamala did herself a credit though, because one on several things that she ran differently on as a presidential candidate, she fell in line in this, uh, in this VP debate, like, Mm. uh, Fracking was one of them. The Green New Deal obviously is one of them. Healthcare is one of them. And just basically doing what a VP is supposed to do um, with something that Palin had a hard time doing, which is I'm going to fall in line with what the presidential candidate is saying, and I'm going to tout that when somebody asks me. And everyone understands the hypocrisy of I'm saying something different than I said earlier, but we're going to let it go because that's what the president says. Well, you know, Palin uh, was interesting, too, because she, much like like. Uh, Mike Pence is very Christian and there was a uh, a diametric opposite in the other chair with McCain and Trump here. Uh, 
not to say that McCain wasn't a religious person, but he was, you know, he he sort of had the the maverick title to him more. He wasn't thought of as like a a faith leader per se. You spend seven years in a Viet Cong uh, torture yeah. uh, camp. And I think you stop believing in God. Yeah. I, that's a, that's what I gotta believe. Is that, or if you, know. you or if you believe in it, you really believe. It. <laughs> it's oh, not, one or the other, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like either I mean, way, there's here. I mean, wait, there's... let's try this. Let's put uh, the senator from Utah. What's his name? He also ran for president. Um, damn. It's Romney. Been a very long day. Romney. Let's put yeah. Romney in a Viet Cong torture camp and see if he believes in God more or less when he comes out, and then we'll take bets on it. We'll see how he. How <laughs> if, he if he believes in it more, then it was for real. That's that's the way I yeah. feel. Um, well, I, I just watched the torture report, so maybe we don't need a Vietnam. <laughs> maybe we just need to give them to the CIA. Well, I was uh, the the thing that that fascinated me most, I think, about Pence here is uh, one of the questions that he avoided was about Roe vs. Wade. Yeah. And you would think that in almost any other circumstance in the world, if somebody asked, like, are you if you were the governor of Indiana, would you enforce Roe? Would you would you put in new restrictions against Roe v. Wade? He completely ignored it. Which I thought was interesting because that's right in his wheelhouse for something mm. to talk about, but it's also not working for him as a electoral, you know, like calculus. Well, uh, yeah, they're coming and, to Jesus on the seventy percent of Americans think that a woman's right to choose, in some way, shape, or form, should be maintained. Yeah, it's it's the extreme. I mean, Mike Pence is a member of this, but it's the extreme right who thinks that restrictions are important and. They are seeing like, OK, we got the extreme right. That That's fine. The 36 percent support that Donald Trump has is those people. Right. What we need are the ones, the New Hampshire Republicans, the Eastern Shore Republicans. We got to get those guys in the ones who are like, listen, uh, I'm a Republican, but my daughter's got to go to college. So if bad decisions are made, it's up to her. I mean, it's up to me, but decisions are going to be made. Uh, I would need the right to make that decision, Mike. Uh Christianity aside, uh, you know, I, I, I just I, I don't understand how uh, he will he will speak so passionately about how, you know, this is murder and this is wrong. And, you know, like, obviously, that's a that's a belief that he is that he has. But like, you know, it, it's it it's weird that you wouldn't even it'd be like if, if I was on a debate and they were just like, you know, like if you were manager of the Orioles, what would you do? And I was just like, I want to talk more about that last question about <laughs> income tax reform. <laughs> it's like, you'd never imagine me doing that. Yeah. It'd be like, Oh, please let me, let me talk about baseball for a little bit. How many minutes like, Two uninterrupted. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> Kamala brace yourself. Cause I got some opinions. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't feel like anybody won tonight too. That's the other thing. Like I, I, I think Kamala probably did more to, you know, it might be like a 55-45 type decision for Kamala, I think. Or there might be just a straight political lean that goes into how these two candidates are perceived. Because, I mean, like, Trump has, you know, 40% support on a charitable mm -hmm. day. So, like, you know, if, the, if it falls 60-40, that's just kind of like party lines as opposed to her winning the debate, you know? Well, but I mean, if you judge it by independents, which apparently CNN is polling a bunch of independents only, she won by a swimming margin. Yeah, I mean, uh, really high. So she she's more likable than than Pence. That's that's yeah. part of the that's part of the problem here, you know. And and uh, you know, Joe, we we talked about after his debate performance how 
he he kind of looked lost from time to time. Like he had the he he carried the what the fuck face a little bit too, like yeah. <laughs> openly. But uh, I mean, Kamala like, Kamala rightfully. was doing well. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, you know, Trump had a fucking plane crash of a debate performance <laughs> the other day. So I mean, like maybe he had a fever or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, it seems like he he's dealing with something. Who knows what it could? <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, you know, with 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 Kamala, I I just. She she does well in these little moments like she's looking at Pence and she's smiling, but she's also smiling in such a way like you're fucking lying through your teeth mm-hmm. and like being able to. I, I know that like some of these stations do the one person on the screen at the time when they're talking. Yeah. So like I think Fox News was doing this at least during the presidential debate. I knew they were where if Trump was speaking, Trump was on the screen. If yeah. Biden was speaking, Biden was on the screen. Uh, CNN was doing the dual screen the whole time where it was, you always saw their faces regardless of whether or not they were speaking or the full Uh, body, but what you would see them both. Yeah. You would see both of them at the same time or some version of both of them at the same time. If they went to like the alternate angle, like looking down the line or something like that. Yeah. But you know, like her, her reactions and stuff like that, her body language was better. I felt like she was more welcoming, uh, like, you know, there was that one moment early on where uh, it was like uh, uh, meant to say Senator Harris, but it was just like Kamala Harris. I'm sorry, Senator Harris. It's like, that's OK. I'm Kamala. It's a, you can do that. It's, it's yeah. not a, and she's like, no, no, no. It's Senator Harris. I'm not. Uh, I, she I, also called it her uh, Madam Vice President at one point. And yeah. she was like, Madam Vice up Senator. Uh, and I was like, oh, all right. Tipping yeah. the hat a little bit. OK. Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, some some of these things uh, back in the day, I used to watch people fuck up a little bit on a debate like this. And I would just be like, ha they they don't know what they're talking about. But at the same time, like the more and more you do live <laughs> things like this, <laughs> the more you realize that there's an uh, there's a chance for me to just be like, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris and just not even realize I said it. And then somebody brings it up later. I'm like, did I do that? Much like the John Kerry thing you said earlier when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just happens sometimes. Like it can't be on on point all the time. Well, I think the other part is that uh, those elections, we also just had a higher standard. We have just slowly eroded that standard as we go along. Um, it, you know, not that uh, Obama, uh, I've already Romney wasn't yeah. like two professional, um, two professional politicians going at it, but it also kind of had the air of like a little more laid back. Romney was trying to seem like he was as cool as Obama. So it gave the whole thing like a more relaxed feel. Yeah. And then Trump just has brought it to the whole, like, no, no, we're going to sling mud the whole time. So it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, I, Biden dealt with that a little bit better, but I also think that, yeah. Do you remember when Jim Webb was um, debating yeah. against Mike Pence? Oh do, no, it, it wasn't Jim Webb. It was Jim Webb was on the uh, uh, democratic. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have been against Mike Pence. That was in the Democratic primary, the first debate. That was Hillary. Oh, that was his Biden, bad performance. Yeah, uh, Jim Webb, O'Malley, and one other guy I can't remember wait, off wait. the top of my head. But Jim Webb was was Hillary's vice presidential. No, that was Tim uh, Kaine. Tim Kaine. Yeah, another another worthless, <laughs> <laughs> worthless senators, worthless white men, worthless person considered for the executive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Tim Kaine then, um, and Tim Kaine against Mike Pence. I just remember. I remember Mike Pence like looking like he had it together. He was a professional politician. I know what I'm doing. Like, let's get it done. 
And I didn't see that this time. I well, saw him being on the defensive most of the time. It, you know, it was it was more just like a, I feel like a change in in general attitude towards how you were going to present yourself because uh, you got to think that uh, Pence used to be a radio host, not a right. particularly good one, but he knew how to how to do the thing of like carry on a conversation and like seem likable and and do these things that you you learn when you start broadcasting. And I feel like when he did the first vice presidential debate with Tim Kaine, he carried some of that with him because yeah. there was like this, the, there was no Trump record to go against, you know? So like he could literally just be like, it's a brand new day and Hillary's awful and be good enough. And yeah, MAGA, he was, re- he was relaxed. Sucks. Yeah. He, he was just able to, to sort of play it off. And, and Tim Kaine is a very, uh, nervous debater i feel like he just isn't like he's a nervous guy all in general well, that's I mean, why like, i remembered him being webb because webb was, did the same thing on the very first webb was the debate. one who was just like am i ever gonna get a chance to talk yeah it's like, <laughs> 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 so like you've given 15 questions to hillary and 15 questions to bernie i'm sitting over here like an asshole <laughs> it's like well mr webb you're not gonna win i don't know what to tell we got to bet the real candidates, if you don't mind. Martin's only gotten five questions, and, I mean, he barely deserves to be up here. I don't know what to tell you. We saw what he did with them and said, uh, maybe we don't need to have anybody else involved in this debate. And if it, this uh, is, what's if his name this is from, third uh, place, we're going to make a line here in the sand. What's his name from Nebraska? Spoke up, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, it was Lincoln Chafee. That was the other Lincoln guy. Lincoln Chafee. Yeah, he, not from Nebraska. No, he's not from Nebraska, right? No, am I confusing that because his name is Lincoln? I yeah, think that might be. I think that – I think uh, – I think Webb was from Nebraska or something like that, though. Maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But none Lincoln Chafee speaks up. And none of these like, people oh have God, been heard from again. Here. So Yeah. Well, it's the end of your career. If Martin O'Malley <laughs> finishes in front of you, you're bad luck. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You can't win president. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like we I have had a that Mendoza memory. line. <laughs> I had that memory of Mike Pence, and I guess I was expecting that guy to show up today. We haven't seen him for four years, but I was expecting him to be like, all right. Time to put the big boy pants on. Let's go do this. Let's go kick this girl's ass. And then um, he just was like basically defensive the whole time. And uh, Kamala, 60-40 split, by the way, per CNN, hmm. nationally. Not just undecided, but everyone, 60-40 to split. That would make sense to me because I, I imagine yep. that that's, that's more or less where the election is going. I mean, whether or not people vote to be able to bring it to that point is all up yeah. to the American people at this point, but... Also, Mike Pence looks a lot like less like a corpse in his promotional photo than he did on the stage today. I don't know if you thought that, but I thought he looked like a damn corpse. The the bloody eye does not help you. And that <sighs> that uh you know, there's no nothing you can really do about that. That's always the worst part about a bloody eye is just like for a week or whatever, you just look like a so- psychopath, but like uh <laughs> Yeah. Well, who was it during the Olympics that had that going on? Uh and they took him off the TV. Uh, I don't remember. Hey, Oh, uh, oh, God, the main guy from NBC, the guy who does basketball, not Marv Albert, but the other guy who does basketball. Oh, I don't remember. I'm going to that's going to come. But he had he had like two really bloodshot eyes and they were like, we got to get you off TV, man. You look like a freak. I mean, get, <laughs> people can't handle it. But yeah, it's the bad luck, right? Like, who knows what happened? But he, now he's like, you're like, oh, well, well, I mean, like, you know, and just, you know, speaking like. Uh, Pence basically looks like. uh uh, central casting white guy, white politician, yeah. or middle manager, <laughs> or something like that. You know, like I imagine, I imagine somebody looking looking like Mike Pence comes up to me and makes sure everything's going right at the Home Depot. You know, like he's just got that 
painted on his face. Now, Kamala is not like some beauty queen, but she's a good looking woman. And I remember at the beginning of the debate when I'm watching the two of them together, I'm just like, she's so radiant compared to <laughs> he's so schlubby compared to her, even though he's got the perfectly like executed haircut and the, yep. you know, like the ties on. Right. There was still something about him that just felt like. You know, like, you know, it's it's not true because it's Mike Pence, but it just feels like he came here from a bender. Like, he knew yeah. he had to be in Utah on <laughs> oh, Wednesday for the debate. All right, let's get this done, huh? <laughs> and, you know, no, somebody, I, somebody sewed him into his suit and they just pushed him out there and he's just like, oh, what do I do? But the other part, too, is that, you know, his his performance this time as opposed to last time was a lot more like high school debate or, yeah. like, book report. Like, it felt very... Like every every question had to start with the like, thank you for yes, I would like to respond to that. Yeah. Thank you. Like yeah. it, it just felt uh, very stuffy in the same sense, you know, like and I, I, I really don't know what the American people got from this too much other than the fact that Pence is going to just do whatever it takes to appease Trump, because that was what this debate performance was. Just don't bury Trump. Well, I mean, I, and honestly, I go, going back to what I was saying before, I, I got a little bit of that Nixon-Kennedy uh, debate where I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I think you did. It was the perfectly cut hair and the like the perfectly fitting suit and the man inside it just looking like death, basically. Yeah. That, that gave me the feeling of a viewing where it's like, you don't look good, but your hair is perfect and your suit is perfect. And I kind of expected him to like sit up out of a cast like. Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a very real point. The 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 Kennedy Nixon debate, uh, famously, was the first debate that was on television. Yeah. And when they when they polled people about who they thought won the debate after the fact, the people who watched it on television said Kennedy in a landslide. Yeah. People who listened on the radio said Nixon did, not by as big of a landslide as the the television audience did, but uh, when you didn't have to see Nixon standing Sweating. next to. <laughs> sweating standing next to john f kennedy who is like in the eyes of many people this like you know adonis like this this beautiful man who who uh you know is the best looking president we've ever you know like all this yeah. sort of stuff like it, it just it had a very similar feeling i i felt like when i was watching this debate like kamala just looked better looked more put together looked like she was more prepared to uh to think about her body language the whole time through as opposed to Pence, who was just sort of, you know, like I'm here for my book report. Like, <laughs> well, and I think it goes to the, the age question, which neither of them answered, but I've got the feeling of like Mike Pence is just another old white guy, a little younger than the white guy who's in charge now, but he's still an old white guy, but that whole radiance and like, I'm a younger feel just like, I don't think she's that much younger either. She's what in her like late fifties. Some, I think she's mid fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like she's that much younger, but it seemed a lot like it. And again, it could just be stuff that he can't control, but maybe I, and I, to the other part of the Nixon Kennedy thing, uh, I don't think anyone listening on radio would have that opinion about this debate. I don't feel like either of them really like nailed the issue. It's not a, Oh, he really answered that question. Got it down. Like, no, I heard the same talking points I hear from them all the time. So it is what it is. Um, I, and, and I, like I said, I, the playing cover two for Kamala mm-hmm. was okay. She just had to not screw it up. Like, listen, we are up by 16 points on moderate, uh, 
surveys. Hey, Rasmussen has us up by 12. Do not fuck this up. That's all you got to do. Don't fuck this up. Like, we can carry this ball. You're not, you're not the, we do not need an Atlanta Falcons situation here. Let's, let's yes. finish this game. Like, look, I got beast mode coming up next week back. I just need you to put the ball in the end zone. That's all. All right. Joe Biden never in his life been compared to Marshawn Lynch before <laughs> up until this moment. But it's just like, I, you know, we got if he doesn't old- win. I feel like they should do a new odd couple. The two of them would be fun together. Mm. Actually, that would probably be entertaining as hell. I don't know. But <laughs> I just, but it's just like- to be fair, I just like Marshawn Lynch in anything. I just I oh, enjoy yeah. him. But I think like Joe is old reliable. Like he came out of that debate with a 12 point push because he looked like he was stable. He called him on bullshit. Just like every person who was at home, moderates, undecideds were just like, shut up, man. Right about the time that he was like, shut up, man. Like yeah. we were there with him. And I think that, like, that brought him out when he did well. I think everybody in the campaign's like, all right, he ain't going to be the one to screw it up. And then all heads turn to her. And we're like, ah, shit, she's got to go on TV too. All right. <laughs> don't fuck this up. We thought he was going to be the one. He nailed it. So now you can't fuck this up. And I think more pressure just because Pence is clearly going to be a better debater than Donald Trump is. Like, it, yeah. it's just he has a better grasp of the issues and politics in general. So well, he's also going to play by the rules more. I mean, he did. <laughs> he did, you know, like interrupt people and keep talking and stuff like that. But more to the point, he was going to to play by the, you know, let Kamala speak and then have his time and stuff like that. Uh I, I do uh, so one thing that just popped in my mind I don't I don't know who else is necessarily talking about this right now so this this might be a different take uh, for you to think about the debate but who do you think might have done a better job or a worse job of the people who were uh, being thought of as vice president instead of Kamala that might have done a good job on this debate stage tonight I mean I keep thinking that like if Elizabeth Warren was there she would have probably held Pence to account a lot more. There's there's and more of a a a uh, a nice scold that Elizabeth Warren is has perfected that you know like just like when she body bagged uh, Bloomberg at the uh, yeah, at, at the that debate. one debate, like she can she can deliver something while making it sound truthful without sounding uh, like she's a bitch basically, which is the thing yeah. that all women politicians are avoiding in this world. Is is there I mean, anyone? I- She's also really good at starting by answering the question and then getting to what she wanted to talk about without saying like, I'm going to start by answering that. Like she finds a way to weave it all in together. Cause I mean, in reality it is all woven together. So I think that she's just better at that part of the politics of it. Um, as for anybody else, I mean, like let's look at the last, the last democratic debate. Um, does Bernie do better? Than Kamala, I I don't think so. Um, I think Bernie has more of a disadvantage in the American people's eye yeah. than than Kamala does. I feel Kamala is more neutral than Bernie. Bernie is a more you like him or you hate him kind of guy. Well, and with these questions, I don't think he could have it. It would be very hard for him to toe the president's line on fracking, the Green New Deal, the infrastructure. Like to be to to see Bernie Sanders sit there and be like. No, fracking, fracking should be legal. And I would never see those words come out of his mouth, you know? So, like, this is just not a good match for him. Now, Elizabeth Warren, I could see her saying something along the lines of, 
we're going to continue to keep things legal the way they are while we move in the direction of a more energy conscious society. And with the hope that these energy sources won't be necessary one day. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I think the, the way you could answer that question, if you were if you were Bernie or Elizabeth and you're more to the left than Kamala is, is you could say something like, well, I'm on this ticket and Joe is the head of the ticket and he wants to continue fracking as it is right now. But we all realize that this is unsustainable over the long yeah. run. So, you know, it's one of those things like we are not trying to actively get rid of it right now, but at some point it is going to have to go. So, yeah. at you know, like we're going to work in a direction where we can peter out from one system into another rather than just ending it forthright, you know? And that's, you know, for the for the environmentalists who for which fracking is important, I get why you want it to end immediately, but at the same time, yeah. uh you know, like there, there, there has to be some sort of winding down of the system before you can get rid of it. So, and there's a lot of centrist Republican voters in Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Illinois, who are like, "Oh, so you mean put me out of a job tomorrow?" As opposed to, "My kid's not going to do that this job. I know that, but I need to get him to college. So, can we stretch it ten more years?" To let me get him into a career. Well, I mean, frack- and I can go do something else. Fracking and, and coal mining is probably similar in that regard. Like, I, yeah. I don't think there's any coal miners who are saying, oh, my child is going to be able to do this, too. They they all yeah. see the writing on the wall. We're, we're more rounding down coal than we are, like, ratcheting it up. So, you know, it's it's easy to see that, that that's not the future. And I, I feel like the people who work in fracking right now probably don't think that their job is long for this universe, but you know, for the time being, Joe Biden is not going to actively try and get rid of it, which I guess is something for them. Like, yeah. But I mean, I think also that's why Trump and Pence don't score any points in the other direction because those guys are saying, I would never tell my kid to come into this. This is a dying career. No, of course not. So you don't get points by saying like, we are going to protect fracking. We are going to expand it. Like, no, no. The Why? Why would you yeah. do that? It's, there's only so much oil in the ground. And by the way, we kind of know it causes disastrous environmental stuff. But now I'm 20 years into this. It's all I know how to do. I'm not going to have my kid do it, but I, I should be able to have a job so I can put him through college. And then we'll talk about the, me doing something else. I'll go work at a Walmart or something. But, but I mean, I think also that there was, there's a lot of those things. Going back to what, who else would be able to perform, um, I, I think Cory Booker might have been better on this stage only because he would have not have the walking the fine line of being like a snide bitch. Yeah. Which all female politicians have to wor- worry about. But at the same time, then I-, I lean to like, he's always thinking what Barack Obama always talked about. Like, I can't be the angry back- black man. I always have to just like be chill and give answers. But I think also, Kamala has that reputation of being like uh, you talk about it all the time, like questioning people in the Senate and being a bulldog about it. And I think you and a lot of people were looking for her to like go after Pence a little bit. And that's not Biden's style. And she's trying to adopt his way of doing things. So she's not doing that stuff. See, I don't know even if it was if it was that specifically. It's just that she she's great at the the back and forth. Yeah. The the I'm going to give you a little bit of a question. You're going to answer it and then I'm going to you I'm going to be able to go off of that. Yeah. Uh, the debate doesn't really work as well in that situation because she can set up. There were plenty of times where she had very solid hits against Trump and Pence for various different things. Uh, and, you know, 
Pence would just get his time after that and just straight out lie about what was going. <laughs> like at one point, she was just like you know like uh, talking about coronavirus and you know like uh, what a what a negligent job they've done. And then when it was Pence's time to respond, he was just like, you know, like, oh, you know, it was our leadership and shutting down China and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you you know, if if the kill shot where where uh, Kamala has made herself good is setting people up into a corner when she's able to, like, basically cross examine them. Yeah. And you just get them to the point where you're they don't have anywhere to go except for tell the truth. And that's going to make them look like idiots. So when you don't have the back and forth, it, that that superpower doesn't work as well. Every election but this one, it would be good. She would be excelling in. But because Trump has been such a bad boy, we had to change the rules. I what the moderator felt the need to say after every question, you have two minutes to respond without interruption. Like, yeah. That's where we are, like, that these two can't even have like a little bit of a back and forth because afterwards somebody's going to complain about like, well, they, they didn't let me say anything because Trump actually does that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like clearly uh, <laughs> both Trump and Pence are following a similar regard of not caring about the rules, even though Pence's re uh, remainder every time was the uh, if they don't like the rules, they'll just change them. Yeah. But, you know, they're just flaunting the rules by just going through it so i don't i don't know uh i i, I just think that I, i'm not super excited for either one of these people to actually be president if that if it came to that uh yeah so i hope this is just the political theater of every four years we have to watch a vice presidential debate uh well let me ask you though despite that who would you trust more after this with the seat has it changed or I mean, I would trust Kamala by a bit. Uh, I think she is more uh, reasonable, and mm -hmm. I feel like she would be able to do more good with the time that she has. I really the, the problem with Pence in my mind is not only is he not a great politician, but he is he almost feels like a placeholder if he were to yeah. become president. Like you know, if if uh, if Trump were to to get reelected and then die in February. They would just be like, all right, Pence, you you have the house, but don't do anything. Just keep keep everything exactly the way we like it until we can elect somebody new, you know? Yeah. Uh, or um, nominate a VP that we choose and then step down and let him yeah. take over. Right. Because, I mean, like, a big problem with this would be the stink of Trump. Yeah. Anything, anything you know, because I'm sure if Pence was president, he would he would do things very differently than Trump has been doing it. And I feel like he would just by nature be more honest and more forthright about things than Trump would be. I don't know mm. if he'd be more honest or forthright than Joe Biden or Kamala Harris would be, but he would oh, that's be true. Yeah. <laughs> he would certainly not be as chaotic as Trump has been. Yeah. But I also think that they, they just don't, it, he's not trusted in the sense of like, he's trusted to lead. He's tr He's there because he, there has to be a vice president. <laughs> like they had to Stability. pick somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody the opposite side of Trump. I mean, I have the fear of Mike Pence becoming president and then, uh, him and Amy Coney Barrett deciding like, let's just go ahead with this whole Handmaid's Tale thing. I mean, like, that was like, it was a good example. Let's just do that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have that fear with Kamala, but I also have the fear that she is in some ways far con more conservative than she th looks like. And in other ways, far more liberal than she looks like. And that may just do weird things to the party if she yeah. was to be the head of it. Well, so. I mean, uh, did you have any other final thoughts? I, I, I feel like I've pretty much exhausted my 
my off the top of my head thoughts about this debate. I mean, I think we've been more on topic than the actual candidates during the <laughs> vice presidential debate. So uh, I'm sure that there will be I'm, I'm excited to go switch over and watch some Fox News and see how they are dealing with all of this and see. I'm sure it's, you know, Mike Pence by a landslide on Fox News. Uh, but I, I, I just feel like for anybody who's watching this, well, of course, we can come back to this again next week. They can watch live on Monday when we record or the episode will be up on Tuesday and barring, you know, more of the West Wing getting COVID and also, you know, a nuclear attack or something. Uh, we'll have time to talk about this on Monday with additional thoughts. So Yeah, and I, I'm sure things will come up between now and then. Uh, but definitely the most important thing about this thing was there was a fly on Mike's Pence heads for a while. That's that's I mean, if we're going to remember anything about this debate. 10 years from now it's going to be it's going to be this is the fly debate and so. it pushing my narrative that mike pence is in fact undead he is a corpse <laughs> and the flies and the bloodshot eye are all evidence that he is in fact a corpse is it, is it a weekend at bernie's with pence <laughs> i i don't know Did he I, come from the coronavirus and they just threw him up there and like somebody in a, feel- in a mike pence bodysuit I feel like they uh, we have drastically overestimated zombies and they actually just come back as a more boring version of themselves. <laughs> and that's what we got. Like Mike Pence alive was already pretty boring and unimpressive, but Mike Pence undead, even worse, just yeah. boring and unimpressive to the max. Well, I think we've done good here today. I, 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 I'm glad we were able to do this little bonus uh, bonus check in on the VP debate. Um, I think we've done something. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> and you know, just to to make it to the, the the to make it appropriate for the shortened bonus episode, I'll just say mm-hmm. you can find me at Legend CB Five at Corey Baker Filmmaker. Uh, go there, be happy, enjoy yourself. Uh, Rob has a lot got, more that he's got to rattle through. So wait, wait, you got one. new content. When's your next new content coming out? I actually am planning something for Friday, so keep an eye out. Oh, for Friday. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> maybe my three-minute spiel on Monday night inspired people. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Robert N. Cheek on all your social networks. Check out robertncheek.com for links to everything that I'm doing, uh, including the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. You can find every man movie reviews there. Uh, the daily podcast, Rob Explains. You can find that at anchor.fm or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, and, uh, of course, the books, which are available on Amazon. By Rob's books. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. I thought we'd skip this part already. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, double always, dip. Give the people what a, they want. As always, you're listening to the OD Anthem uh, podcast, part of the OD Anthem Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.